Welcome to Love and Money, the internet television show of Prosperity ULLC, where we discuss what's happening, what's happening to us, and what can we do about it. Now available on Spotify. In this episode, we will discuss Johnny Depp's win, BL versus Monique, and threesomes. Join our new Patreon to receive free merchandise, books, and consultation from Prosperity ULLC. And if you appreciate the show, go ahead and show it in Cash App at dollar sign Prosperity ULLC. But before we go in, let's take a moment to invest in the brand. Visit ProsperUnlimited.com and click travel to book your next vacation. Welcome to our temperature check segment where we discuss current events. Like I said, we're not going to let this news get drowned out. Um, the Buffalo supermarket shooter indicted on domestic terrorism charge and 10 counts of first degree murder. And, you know, the news is hot on like public mass shootings right now. Um, there have been a few going on recently. I think there was one in Philly and another one somewhere else. Uh, but, but yeah, the um, and then I think that the the Philly shooting, the guy was the shooter was killed. Um, but yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I hate I hate when like something pops off in one place. Some other idiot gets emboldened to do some more dumb shit because, oh, well, he did it. I can do it too. Ooh, you know what I mean? Um, cause there's there's no there's no filter for a stupid. You know what I mean? In 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 the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? Once the media catches a hold of something and puts it out, stupid sees it, and then stupid thinks he can do it too. You know what I mean? Like it just it just happens. But um. <clears throat> There have been updates regarding the uh, recent mass shooting in New York. Uh, according to AP News, Peyton Gendron has been indicted and charged by a grand jury with domestic terrorism motivated by hate and 10 counts of first degree murder. Okay, so he got 10 counts. That's good. Um, I think I think this is the grand like this is the grand jury hearing. I think initially he was charged with one count, but then once it got to the grand, if he because did he plead not guilty? He might have pled. He might have pled guilty. 
Well, he, he, yeah, he pled not guilty. So that's why it went to the grand jury. And then the grand jury gave him the 10 counts. Um, the 25 count indictment also contains. Wait. There's 25 counts altogether. It's just 10 counts of murder. Um, so that's 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 good. That's good. Uh, the 25 count indictment also contains charges of murder and and attempted murder as a hate crime and weapons possession, which carry a mandatory sentence of life in prison. So yeah, he's gonna he's gonna make himself make, make himself at home. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully he'll go furniture shopping. Um, you know, find some decorations. You know, um, you know, make the place livable, it, or not. <laughs> uh, reports state that 18 year 18 18 Whew. you must have really like i i want I'm, I'm pretty sure the feds are looking into this but i really want to know what the upbringing of a person like this is like to just pull up to a gro to drive three hours to drive pull up to a grocery store to shoot innocent people who had who done nothing to anyone you know what i'm saying like I, I, I want to know like what kind of person this is. Um, he pleaded not guilty, uh, as I said. Prosecutors told a judge on May 20th that the grand jury had voted to indict Peyton. Um, however, they did not disclose charges and the proceedings are ongoing. Peyton's attorney, Brian Parker, spoke out about explaining he had not viewed the indictment and could not comment. Attorney Parker also added that a judge had barred prosecution and defense attorneys from discussing the case publicly. Yeah, that's good. Keep the media circus out of it, man. Keep the media circus out because that's 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 what happened to the Trayvon Martin case. It became a media circus. People put their hands in it. Uh, people put their uh, hands in other people's pockets. And, you know, it, it, it got, it went the way that it went. You know what I'm saying? So, so th this judge is doing a good job at keeping it, keeping the case clean. You know what I mean? Uh, Peyton drove nearly three hours to Buffalo, New York from his home in Conklin, New York, intending to kill as many black people as possible on that, on the tragic day, he entered the tops grocery store in Buffalo where he shot and killed 10 people with an AR-15 style rifle on May 14th. Um, before the shooting, Peyton posted documents that outlined his white supremacist views online, revealing this was a deliberate plan to attack that had been established for months. And then, you know, these guys, you know, they're, they're you know, these terrorists, you know, that that's true terrorism. Um, in their own mind, they think they're martyrs. They think they're martyrs for a greater cause. You know what I mean? Um, but like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's just ugly. Johnny Depp once had a net worth of 650 million, but where did all the money go from showering Amber Heard with extravagant gifts to buying a whole town in France to splurging on 150 feet luxury yacht to expensive lawsuits. The superstar is worth a fraction now. Johnny Depp uh, was one of the highest paid actors in the world. His overall net worth may have been as high as 650 million at one point, according to his former business manager. Now, an estimated 150 million. Like, oh, he's so poor. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, he, sh he should slit his throat. Oh, 150 million. Oh, this just the humanity of it all. <laughs> I mean, does he still own all of those assets that he bought? You know what I mean? Does he still own it? Like, like, did he had? Did he go through bankruptcy? Like, what? What? Like, how poor is he? <laughs> um, and while that's still a fortune, the Pirates of the Caribbean star has been known to spend wantonly on everything from extravagant gifts for Amber Heard to whole towns in France. Um, he's an investor. That's all. Uh, <laughs> Depp has attempted to defend his spending in the past, telling the Wall Street Journal back in 2017, quote, it's my money. If I want to buy 1500 cotton balls a day, it's my thing. I mean, I mean, you know, when you, when you, when your kids are taking, when you, when your grandkids college is paid for, like what more can you do with your money? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, you know, you should, you deserve to splurge. If you got that much money, you deserve to splurge a little. As long as everything is taken care of, all the ducks are in a row. You know, to go from, okay, he went from 650 mil to 150 mil. Whoop-de-woo. <laughs> uh, Depp has come a long way since making his debut in horror film Nightmare on Elm Street in 1984 and shooting to, uh, to fame in Tim Burton's Edward Scissorhands. Classic movie, classic, classic. Um, as a teenage idol in 21 Jump Street, he was earning 45000 per episode of the show in 1987. But since the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, his base salary for films has been more like $20 million. He reportedly earned $300 million in total for appearing in five of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Like, you know, I just want to see, like, what the actual check looked like. I just want to see, I just want to count the zeros in the check. Like, just to see what that feels like. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> Because they don't get the whole lump sum all in just one check. They get like, you know, they get they they probably get paid monthly or weekly or they just probably you know. Uh, um. So to, just to see what that payroll check looks like, that pay stub, you know, what I'm saying, just to see the, all those zeros on that pay stub, that must be like wow. <laughs> I can buy McDonald's. <laughs> you know what I'm um, he reportedly earned 300 million, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, I read that. Um, and he was paid and was paid 68 million for playing the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland, according to the UK's Telegraph newspaper. Despite being dropped from Fantastic Beasts in 2020, he still got 16 million after filming only one scene. <laughs> wow. And while Disney's Pirates franchise may, may have brought in 4.5 billion globally, some of Depp's other films haven't performed quite as well. The Rum Diaries project, uh, during which the uh, which time he met Heard, had a production budget of 45 million and brought on, and only brought in 24 million at the global box off office. Only 24 million. Oh, tisk tisk. <laughs> Despicable. Um, Depp was also dubbed Hollywood's most overpaid actor by Forbes in 2016. Uh, with the publication estimating that uh, there was only a $2.80 box office return for every $1 he was being paid. Aww. 
Uh, Depp has accused his former business managers at the the management group uh, TMG of mishandling his money. Uh, the U.S. $25 million lawsuit claims the firm took an authorized $28 million contingent fee and loaned $10 million to third parties without his permission. Like, these these people are so rich, they talk about millions like it's lunch money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got people in the streets arguing over, like, a few hundred dollars and then, like, you know, or a few, a few stacks and, and they're killing each other over it. You know what I'm saying? And these people in court for millions. You know what I'm saying? Like it's lunch money. Like, like it's all about levels. You know what I'm saying? It's like what level you want. Um, the star also claims that TMG didn't keep proper financial records and failed to file his taxes on time. TMG countersued and the actor settled for 2018, settled in 2018 for an undisclosed sum. Depp gave her $7 million in their divorce settlement, which she pledged to donate to good causes. Ooh. Um, in 2020, he sued British tabloid The Sun for defamation, but lost the case and was ordered to pay the publication uh, 840k in legal fees. TMG, who managed Depp's money between 1999 and 2016, so basically the whole Pirates of the Caribbean, um alleged in the countersuit that the actor blew his fortune by spending two million a month a month <laughs> on his over-the-top lifestyle in 2017 the hollywood reporter dubbed depp a star in crisis for spending uh, much of his 650 mil he earned in the prior 13 years i mean he still owns islands he still like he still he still has properties, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's still rich. Uh, Depp was branded out of control for wasting his money on extravagant purchases, including dropping more than $5 million to buy three islands in the Bahamas. That ain't so bad. <laughs> I want to buy an island. Can I buy an island, please? Please? Uh, the countersuit claimed he spent $75 million on buying and decorating 14 homes. Okay. What the? What, let me see what they look like. <laughs> reported... 18 million on purchasing and renovate, renovating a 150 foot yacht. Okay. And 3 million to shoot his author idol Hunter S. Thompson's ashes out of a cannon. Okay. Now, now come on now. Um, the star later corrected them, saying it was more like 5 million. <laughs> you brokies. <laughs> oh, jeez. His ex-money manager alleged that each month Depp was spending like a hundred thousand on an on an addiction doctor and two hundred thousand on private jet travel. Well, that's that's less than uh, two million a month. Um, it's claimed he paid a sound engineer a hundred thousand a year to feed him his lines on set and uh, ten thousand a day which is 1.8 million annually on security. The star, uh, the star's love of art also set, also set, wait, the star's love of art has also cost him a small fortune. He reportedly brought, excuse me, the three Lenore Feeney paintings from a New York City art gallery, totaling uh, basically a little over half a mil. The actor reportedly spent huge 
amounts on extravagant gifts for herd in particular, including a Ford Mustang worth 150k and an Ernest Hemingway book worth 150k. Yeah, I mean, it's spread love. It's the it's the Brooklyn way. Not to say that Johnny Depp is from Brooklyn, but <laughs> Depp has two children with his ex-girlfriend Vanessa per- Paradis. Uh, while he didn't marry the French actress and singer, he offered to financially support her when they separated. Though it's not known how much the payouts are, he also gave her 4.5 gave her a 4.5 million dollar million dollar home. So he gave he he gave a woman two kids, didn't marry her, but then married a woman that was abusing him. But, but that money must have been good. That money must have been good. And then gave the ex-wife who treated them like shit more money than he gave the woman he had kids with. Like, what kind of bad? Like, like how backwards is that? You know what I mean? But I mean, but then again, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no time. Like. He got kids with her, so if the kids eat, she eat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the that's the meal ticket, right? You know what I'm saying? So so I guess it ain't I guess it ain't so bad. I guess it ain't so bad. It may look bad on paper, but in the grand scheme of things, eh, eh. Cause Amber Heard, like she she's cut off. Her faucet is turned off. You know what I'm saying? He Depp did what he did for her, and it's a wrap. You know what I mean? Amber Heard's attorney says she's absolutely not able to pay Johnny Depp's $15 million defamation settlement and will file an appeal. That's what they do. That's what they do. They, ne- they, they never want to pay it. They, like, it's bad enough you lost and then you got to, now you're losing money after the loss. It just That's like a double whammy. So they never want to pay it. Uh, less than 24 hours later, uh, um, Amber Heard already has plans following her loss in court to Johnny Depp, highlighted by her attorney's claims about her financial state. During a recent interview, attorneys for Amber Heard uh, revealed that she's absolutely not able to pay Johnny Depp 15 million that she now owes him after losing the lengthy defamation case. They also stated that an appeal is coming soon. And if her, her appeal gets rejected, she might have to file bankruptcy. Uh, New York Post reports Elaine Bredehoff, head legal counsel for Amber Heard, recently stated during an interview with the Today um, show this morning that her client is unable to pay the multi-million dollar judgment against her and that a formal uh, that a formal appeal of the verdict is forthcoming. When asked directly if uh, Amber Heard has the financial means to pay Johnny Depp the 15 million she owes him, Bredehoff replied, oh no, absolutely not. She also blamed the recent court loss on the enormous amount of evidence that was suppressed. <laughs> that sound like some soul loser shit right there. Uh, Bredehoff further stated that being unable to, pre- to present medical records and alleged text messages between Amber and Johnny hurt their case. Quote, they were able to suppress medical records, which were very, very significant because they showed a pattern going all the way back to 2012 of Amber Heard reporting this to her, her therapist, for example. We have significant amount of texts, including from Mr. Depp's assistants. Hey, if you see something, share something. Don't be afraid. Share this episode. Subscribe, like and share. Thank you. 
saying, quote, when I told him he kicked you, he cried. Uh, he is so sorry uh, that didn't come in. Following Johnny Depp's long-fought victory over her in court, Amber Heard quickly posted her feelings on social media, partially writing the disappointment I feel in today. I feel today is beyond words. Um, I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disappropriate, the disappropriate power, influence, power, influence, and sway of my ex-husband. I mean, okay, the, the the verdict is in, you know what I'm saying? Even though you still owe that money, like you can release the evidence. You know what I'm saying? That like it's 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 been convicted, so there's no there's no bearing in court. It's in you know, but I guess uh I guess that's in the appeal now. All of that extra evidence is in the appeal, so they don't want to let it out. So that's probably why. But but yeah, I saw this going on for weeks. I didn't want to touch it um, because I don't like, I don't do the messy, the messiness, you know what I mean? And um, I don't see why this has to be a big publicized court hearing. You know what I'm saying? Between, I mean, I get it. You know, he's a, a, a ultra rich celebrity, you know what I mean? And so we care about his life because he's a rich celebrity. So we care, right? <laughs> that's how, that's how humans do. Um, but, but yeah, when I heard of all of the things that he, she was abusing him with, um, I heard, I heard she was pooping on his, on his bed or something on his pillow. Like, like that, that's wild. Like what kind of drugs you got to be on to do that kind of shit. And like now her, like no one's going to fuck with her. I mean, you've got to be. Uh, a real, you know, thirst bucket, clout chasing thirst bucket to really fuck with her at this point. Now that all of her dirty laundry is out here like that, you know what I'm saying? So that's pretty sad in and of itself. Um, but, but yeah, she, she has the money. She just doesn't want to pay it. Um, I'm sure she got 15 mil after all the money he then gave her. You could sell off some of the art. You can sell off some of the properties. You know what I'm saying? Whatever's in your name, just sell it off and pay him back. Get like, wash your hands with it, sweetie. <laughs> you really want to go through an appeal? But oh well, you know, that 15 million that she owes him is gonna go to her lawyers. Now that she's filing an appeal, you know, it's, it'll all add up. These, these are, this is, this is, this uh, is, uh, this is time on the books, you know. So, but oh well. I'm not gonna ask it the fucking name, right? Mm -hmm. I thought it would. 10 minutes later, five to 10 minutes later, the people from KISS FM and MS Communications yeah. came down, took that tape, said if it airs, you'll never work on radio again. Took it from everybody. Said this better never air. And it did not. And it did not and air. I'm telling you, that's true shit. I swear that on my kids. So I know he's powerful enough to make that. So now you don't think he's, so you're telling this story now. I told it then. I oh, told, told it on time. No, no, this uh, is no. not. No, no. This oh, you, is, oh, you told the oh, story. Oh, yeah, yeah, I swear to God. Yeah, See, yeah. people only hear what they want to hear. Yeah. Like, I, I, I had known this for a long time and said it a long time ago. I remember I was on Tom Jordan's show. He gave me, he's the one that got me my radio show. And I was on his show. Uh -huh. And I told him, don't talk about Mr. Cosby. They, they really, they, they have this idea. Like, you can be, like I said, you can be profane. You can be profound. You can, he's a lot of is. He's a humorist. Yeah. He's a benevolent. He's a, you know, he's a humorist. He's a, he's a, a humanitarian. Mm -hmm. He's a rapist. That's what it is. You can be all them. You can be all you of them. I lived across, I lived next door to a dude, man. 
he he was my he was he took me to the free clinic he told me about life and he also was raping his daughter and went to jail so it's to me he's always going to be the dude who who did everybody's do it how come when people do stuff like this they're always above reproach nobody ever believes them and then it's always a lot of it and it's always in, and, and the reason it hits home to me is because my youngest daughter said something happened to her and because it was somebody i like i didn't believe her mm. And I, I'll never get that back. She'll never, I'm supposed to protect her. And I'll never get that back that she got, she told her father something and he didn't do nothing about it. Mm -hmm. Because it was inconvenient. So I, I could see how that could play. Mm -hmm. And there's so many bro, everybody wandering around why women are mad and why people are like that. Look at the shit they go through. Yeah. Like when when she said on Color Purple, a girl child ain't, ain't safe in the family for the minute. That's yeah. fucking true. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just that he is, Categorically, every everybody you ever see is, is like priests who are above reproach, or coaches who are above reproach. Right. Yeah. Nobody, teacher, they would never. Why are you somebody's boyfriend? And I like y'all with you. And he played on it. And he and to this date, he's never said he didn't. D.L. Hughley's daughter, Ryan, has a message for Monique and her poisonous mouth. The feud between D.L. Hughley and Monique is far from over. At least if the former daughter's the former's the former's daughter has anything to say about it. Hughley's eldest daughter, Ryan Nicole Shepard, took to social media this week to send a message to Monique about her and her poisonous mouth. Quote unquote. Uh, while Dio and Monique have clearly said multiple likely hurtful things about one another. Throughout their recent back and forth, the specific comment that Shepard is upset about is the, com the comedian disrespecting her mother and her little sister. During her on stage about Hughley, Monique said, how can DL's wife suck the dick, the dick of a coward? Monique said that? That's not it. Like, I need context because how is that even funny? Like, was that a joke or was she just ranting? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, what is like, what does that have to do with anything? Um, I got, I got it. I got to hear context. After that, the actress uh, took to Instagram to post a clip of DL talking about his daughter being sexually assaulted by someone he knew, and how he did nothing about it because he liked the person. Oh, okay, that's why she, that's why she called him a coward. Okay, um, quote. This highlights why the black women, why, why the black women, isn't believed um when she publicly speaks about her trauma unquote monique wrote in her caption quote what does the black woman and his dl's black wife have coming um watch who stands with this man and you're looking at the same ones who will sit down when you our sisters are being attacked so not like so now Monique, so, so, you know, of course, we talked about this, you know, women get in their feelings and they use sign language, S-I-G-N, shame, insults, guilt, and the need to be right. And they use sign language to deflect and divert the attention from the overarching issue, which is she's hurt that she wasn't headlining whatever show her and D.L. Hughley had together. You know what I mean? Um, 
because yeah because at the end of the day no matter how like left this and I, i'm dealing with this right now on my uh facebook uh comments um which you'll hear about uh, in the next episode but like this is all a div- diversion this is all an aversion to the real issue at hand like this has nothing to do with nothing pretty much and you know but this is the merry-go-round this is the circles that women talk in you know what i'm saying so that they can feel better about their situation you know shame insult guilt and the need to be right like it's, it's pointless in response ryan took to social media to issue a statement of her own telling monique to keep the woman in her um the women in her family out of it quote you've now publicly disrespected my mother who i love and care for every very much and my baby sister who i love and care for very much to get back at my father who i love respect and care for very much she shepherd wrote quote out of all things you could have legitimately said about my dad if that's the route you wanted to take you choose to deliberate to be deliberately mean and hurtful to two black women who have another um another to do with this conversation Oh, I'm sorry, who have nothing to do with this conversation. I think that's what was meant to be said. She continued, using my mama and my sister to show people my father's character only shows how little mental stability, dignity, morality, and respect you have. You have not only for yourself, but other black women. You clearly, you're clearly two crayons short of the full boxes. You're disgusting and you absolutely need to keep every single member of my family's name out of your poisonous mouth. At the end of her caption, she extended an invitation writing, oh, and if you want to have this conversation in person, I will give you my address. Wow. Fighting words, fighting words. Serious about the invite or not, Monique wants to take Ryan up on it, reposting her lengthy IG caption <laughs> and writing a message on her of her own. Hey, young sister, thank you for the invitation for a discussion. We would like to take you up on it because it could be very healing for our community. Really, Monique? Really? Mm. Uh, <laughs> Monique is from Baltimore, mind you. Um, have uh, D.L. Hughley set up a time for you and your family and my husband and I to come on the, on his show and we will go from there. I, um, I love us for real. Like... Yeah, Monique, and then it's in all caps at that. Like, come on, come on, get out of here, Monique. She can't, she can't keep using this pro-black love uh, uh, facade any longer. Not after she just, not after she's been shooting at everybody, you know, at every black legend in the comedy industry, in the comedy and entertainment industry. Like, like, nah, not, not at all. You can't, you can't continue to do this, Monique. We like, we see your true colors. We see your true colors. I talked about this on my Facebook Live uh, um, show that I did. Um, uh, uh, I was watching a YouTuber, Crimson Cure, one, once again. Um, favorite chick, you know what I'm saying? Black Muslim lady. Um, she's she's dope. And she broke down the whole... Uh, she broke down Monique's psychology behind this, behind this blow-up and this feud that she's going through right now. And... Basically, the smoke that she has for D.L. Hughley is not really meant for D.L. Hughley. In the same way that the smoke that Will Smith had for Chris Rock is not really meant for Chris Rock. Um, 
Yeah, Monique's blow up is really meant for her husband. And uh, the YouTuber pointed it out, Crimson Cure, she pointed it out. She said that she had put back on weight and she had reverted back to the style of comedy that she had before she met her husband. Because that was a style of comedy that was working for her. She was comfortable with that style of comedy. Um, when she had gotten with her husband, that's when she got into pressure. That's when she got the precious role a few years later. She got the precious role and she was under the assumption that that was going to that role was going to take her into Jamie Foxx territory, like how he did Ray. It never really panned out for her like that. That never panned out for her like that. And she was kind of like, you know, punching the air pretty much for for basically every year after that she's been she's been punching the air every every year after that and who's been putting the entire time who's been putting the battery in her back her husband and ultimately she was never really truly submissive to her husband she just bided her time with him and kind of bargained with him say okay i'm gonna be submissive to you if you can get me to where i want to be and now it's not panning out and it's and she's digging deeper and deeper holes for herself and so now that counterfeit, uh, uh, counterfeit, uh, uh, what's the word? Camouflage, that camouflage counterfeit submissiveness that she had for her husband is, is beginning to wear thin. And she's and now she's she's reverting back to what she knows and she's showing her true colors. You see what I'm saying? And, and yeah, she's digging a deeper hole for herself and burning herself out. You know, and it's, it's just sad. It's sad to see what her career is becoming. And, and, you know, as she gets older, it's only going to get worse. That's the sad part. That's the real sad part. It's only going to get worse as she gets older because she has issues. She has a lot of unresolved issues. And yes, of course, she's a comedian. You know, you know she's a comedian at her core. And she's always going to be funny. You know what I mean? But those unresolved issues are, are unresolved. And the more they linger, the worse, they get, the worse they're going to get. And the more they're going to rear their ugly head. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, yeah. And, you know, I th I used to solely blame her husband on the failure of her of her legacy. Um, I can't do that any longer. Now, now with this new understanding that this you that this YouTuber put put to me um, that, that what what's going on internally with Monique? which is why she's lashing out like this again. Um, because because she, she had a chance. This was her second chance, right? She's had second chance after second chance. This was her second chance, and now she's blowing it again, right? Um, the issue is not really with her husband. I mean, even though, yeah, he's putting a battery in her back, and it's not healthy. Can't mix business with pleasure. Being a husbander does not work. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't work. You can be her husband, but yeah, you know, you know, um, you know, go get, go get a job somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? You don't necessarily have to be her manager. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's just not working. And um, and yeah, like I said, she has a lot of unresolved issues. And if she doesn't resolve those issues, they're gonna linger. And she's like, what in her mid fifties now? You know what I'm saying? And most of the time, people at that age, if they haven't confronted their issues, 
they're probably going to go to their grave never confronting their issues. They're comfortable that they've been living this long with this bad psychology like they're, they're comfortable in it now. And confronting it will probably hurt way too much at this point and probably drive them even more crazy. Or that's what they're afraid of. But but you never know. You never know. You like like and then the thing about counseling and therapy, it has to be something willful. You have to be willing to do it. And someone a typical black person like Monique, she's probably not willing. She's probably not willing. She's probably deflecting and running from it and she's probably she probably feels and she's probably terrified of of going of you know unpeeling and peeling back those scars and those memories she's terrified of it that's really what it is she's not tough she's not tough at all there's nothing tough about her at all it's all facade it's all facade and she represents a lot of black women in america she represents a lot of especially especially the baby boomer middle-aged upper upper middle-aged black women in america she represents a lot of them it's sad it's sad but it's true it's, it's true and and i feel like you know the black community is in the process is, is has begun the healing has begun and some people in some generations will not heal and they'll just have to die off all right boys and girls you know what time it is that's right it's time for the internet to internet get your popcorn ready sit back relax and enjoy if you'd like to watch the internet internet click the link in the description visit prosperunlimited.com and click travel to book your next vacation Welcome to our main course segment where we discuss life and love. Ladies, which threesome would you prefer? You and another girl? Or you and two guys? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It's time to get ratchet. <laughs> Let's let the foolishness and debauchery begin. Let's go. Let's go. So I posted this on my Facebook 
Everybody saw I know. Come on. I can't blame the algorithms. Everybody's seen it. Nobody wanted to touch it. Nobody wanted to touch it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I got one DM on a di on an entirely different app. Like, this is how shy these women are about this topic. I got a DM on an entirely different app <laughs> in response to this post. <laughs> yeah, so, but... Um, I, it was something to think about. Um, like I've been in, I've been, in, I've been in both types of situations, um, where, you know, it was me and two girls and then I've been in one, at one time it was me and two guys. I've been in a situation like that. Um, you know, and you know, it, it was, it was fun. It was fun. One thing I can say about threesomes, um, you know, it, there's a flow to it. There, there, you got to have a vibe. There's like a there's like a a, a a recipe for threesomes. You know, there has to be a vibe. You know what I'm saying? Um, liquor helps. Liquor helps. The the in. Um, there have to be parties who don't know each other. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's hard to have a threesome and then look at each other the next day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, or to like know each other before the threesome and then look at each other the next day. That's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. Um, like I said, sex is powerful because sex is power. And sex changes everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, sex is power. Sex is so powerful that it creates life. So you have to respect the act in and of itself. You know, you have to have a healthy respect for the act. Um, but there has to be a vibe. Um, there has to be uh, some sort of, um, what's the word? I don't know, unbeknownstness or unknowing, strangerness to the situation. Like, I know if it's uh, a guy and two girls, the girls can't know each other beforehand. You know what I'm saying? That, that always works well. Um, or the guy can't know one of the other girls. You know what I'm saying? One of the girls has to be friends with, like, like, you know what I mean? I, it's it's hard to explain. Like, two girlfriends. You know what I'm saying? And the guy doesn't know one of the other girls. That works. Or the guy knows one girl and he knows the other girl, but the two girls don't know each other. That works. You know what I'm saying? But if it's like everybody's cool and everybody know each other, it may work on the first session, the first episode. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, if you do it again and again, like, it's going to make things awkward. <laughs> um, two guys and a, and a girl. The girl cannot be a girlfriend to any one of the other guys. No. No, 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 no. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Um, you're going to feel a way. <laughs> Yo, you you don't you don't make those reactions for me. Like like what happened? Like what what, what was he doing? You know what I'm saying? You you never <laughs> you never jumped off the bed like that for for me. Like like what what happened? Like you know what I'm saying? You you was ma you was Spider Man crawling. You know what I'm saying? Like you almost you almost bit my dick. Like what happened? <laughs> what happened? What was he doing over there? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you can't you can't be you can't have a threesome. You can't bring another guy into a situation with you and your girl. You know what I'm saying? Most guys know that. Most guys, 
I, I say 99.98% of guys would not allow their girlfriend to, to, to you know, to jump off with another dude. Even if it was their homeboy or, or a stranger. No, it's not happening. Um, I remember I got invited to a threesome uh, with a gay dude. Like, that was... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> she would have been like, okay, put it in me. Okay, now put it in him. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> man, I bought man. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. Um, yeah, so the, um, the politics of the threesome is very important. You know, who knows who, um, what is the relation to who, you know what I mean? Um, and then, of course, you know, the, the, the vibe, the environment, the bedroom, you know what I'm saying, the crib, whatever, you know, it has, that has to be, that has to be. Oh, and threesomes are best on king-size beds. <laughs> you gotta have a king-size bed, like, because, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you... If y'all are like slim, slender people, skinny folks, you know what I'm saying? You might can pull it off on the queen size. You might can pull it off on the queen size, but a king size is best. You know what I'm saying? A king size is the best. You gotta gotta have a have a king size. Um I have no notes. I'm just freestyling with this topic because nobody wants to touch it. Nobody wants to touch it. Um preference, preference. Um, of course, most guys want two girls. And from what I've gathered, most girls want two girls. Most girls want to be with another girl and a guy. You know what I mean? Um, most women are afraid of having two guys. Some women are savage like that, and then they want <laughs> they want the two guys. You know what I'm saying? I, um, I think most most women actually fantasize about having two guys, but it never seems practical for them. Because, because the situation never pre I can't I can't even say the situation never presents itself because the situation can very well present itself if you put yourself out there enough like like sweetie you have a vagina stop playing <laughs> I think if you wanted a session with two guys it could happen like like you you can you have a networking tool sis <laughs> okay <laughs> but um but yeah yeah I think yeah, most yeah, most women aren't. They're not savage like that to coordinate to really put themselves out there and ask for a situation with two guys. Um, I think most of the girls who I know have have had like like I know like um, threesomes are a thing in Florida. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of Florida girls who've had threesomes, and that's wild because. No man really wants to know that you done got ran through by two dudes at the same time. Like, no man wants that, wants that image in his head. He'll watch it on the pornos all day long, but... And, that's, and see, that's the thing, too, because I don't even like watching it in the pornos. Like, it's, it's amusing. Like, wow, she's coming really hard <laughs> with the dick in her mouth and a dick in her pussy. Like, that's amazing. Or and then like the the the, the sandwich where they, like they put the dick in the pussy and in the ass like that's ill that's like that's that's too borderline for me you know what I'm saying I remember I used to watch it back in the day like when I was first started watching porn just for the amusement but then after like 
once I became more of a connoisseur with my pinky in the air, like I kind of uh, curated that out of my porn preference. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's amusing in the pornos. It's amusing to watch, but it's not, I, I, I don't think I've ever really gotten all. Hey, if you see something, share something. Don't be afraid. Share this episode. Subscribe, like, and share. Thank you. Off to threesome porn. I have no, or gangbang porn. I've never really gotten off to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's always been cute to me, you know? Um, and, um, but so, so yeah, yeah. I don't think, yeah, most guys wouldn't want to know that you done got gang banged or, or you know train ran on you like you know in, in Florida they just call it sex <laughs> but anywhere else they call it a threesome or they call it a gang bang you know what I'm saying or they call it a train you know but um and, and shout out to my Florida girls y'all y'all know I love y'all <laughs> okay <laughs> don't front <laughs> y'all know I love y'all but um but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no guy wants that picture in his head. So, so yeah. You, you be, ladies, you better off keeping it a secret. You know what I mean? You better off keeping it a secret, unless like the guy really knows that you had a hoish past. You know what I'm saying? I remember I was dating a girl who had a hoish past. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, she would op openly talk about her escapades. You know what I'm saying? I talk about mine too. You know, and. And then yeah, you know what I'm saying? We, we we air it out, get it out the way. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, we used to I used to do this or word you used to do that. Wow, that's crazy. Blah 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 blah. And then you know, we just focus on each other. Get it out the way. Um But uh but yeah, yeah. I think and, and you know, there's always that whole stigma that women are so terrified of. Um, that kind of you know, holds women back from, you know, um, have, making that situation happen. But um, I know I know f for me, for me, another thing about threesomes is the, um, yeah, I wouldn't say the messiness or the hygiene of it all, um, because after a while you do stop giving a fuck. <laughs> but, um, it's really hard to, I, like, I, I like one-on-ones because I can really pour my energy and focus into a person. You know what I'm saying? I, like, when I, when I have threesomes, it's more of a sport. You know what I'm saying? I'm not really trying to get off. I'm really trying, it's more for the experience as opposed to the orgasm. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I and I can speak as a man in, in a situation with, you know what I'm saying? Especially with two girls. You know, um, because as a man, I want to make them orgasm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm putting in that work. <laughs> you dig? You know, so it's like, it's like, you know, uh, um, so I'm not really focused on getting mine. Whereas if I'm with, if I'm one on, if I'm doing a one on one, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, she got hers. Now it's time to get mine. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, I like how you do that, girl. Ooh, 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 you so, you so good. You so, you the shit. You know what I'm saying? You all that in a bag of chips. Ah, bang, 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 I'm coming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whereas in a threesome, it's like, 
okay, you lay here. All right, you, and, and then, okay, okay, I'm gonna rub her, and then I'm gonna grab her, and then I'm gonna lick that, and then she gonna lick that, and then I'm gonna hump here, and then, you know, like, it's, 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 it's a whole lot of switcheroo going on. So it's really hard to, like, it's easier for women to focus and get theirs, because you know, it, you know, it, it, the whole experience is revolving around them. But for me, I'm just, just you know, you, you know, I'm trying to help them get to where they need to go. So I can't really focus on my nut because there's a lot going on. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of moving parts. No pun intended. <laughs> so um, it's a it's a different kind of enjoyment when you in a, when as a man in a threesome. You know what I'm saying? Um, if it's two girls, if it's a two guys and a girl, and the girl is, you know, she's, you know, uh, um, DJing, you know what I'm saying? She's rocking the mic. You know, she's rocking two mics. You know, um, you might could let off, you know what I'm saying? Or if you, you pounding it and, you know, she's giving it, giving head, or if, you know, if you get in the head and, he, and your homeboy is pounding it, you know what I'm saying? You might could let off, but I don't know. I just I just don't I, I don't like being naked in the room with another naked dude. You know what I'm saying? Like I've done that, you know, taking showers and shit, but like not with a girl. Like I I don't know, it's just not my thing. It's not my thing. You got you got dudes who rely on, you know what I'm saying, who who like really like goony dudes. Who just rely on oh yeah yeah you got you a hole yeah slide her through let the let the let, let you know let, let the gang hit you know what I'm saying that's their thing you know what I'm saying but I'm not I'm not about that man I like there's nothing like being able to hone in on a woman and you know just focus on her body and then just you know give her your all you know what I'm saying so that's that's just my thing um that's that's my thing. Um, proposing a threesome, that's, a, that's another, that's another feat uh, in and of itself, proposing a threesome. Um, the worst thing you could do is propose a threesome, like propose a threesome as a man, the worst thing you could do is propose a threesome to your girlfriend, to, to, or propose a threesome to a girl that you fucking to one of her friends yeah yeah you about to really cause some mm -mm. like yeah you <laughs> it, it could get ugly you know what i'm saying uh yeah don't like don't propose a threesome to your girl just at all period um and then the worst thing like what guy would propose a threesome to his girl to be with to, to 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 bring another guy in the mix i don't know i don't know what guy would allow that but let alone um propose a threesome to like like let's say like i've been in situations where i liked the girl i was fucking i liked her friend too and i'm like yo can she can she join and the girl I was fucking wasn't wasn't built for that. She wasn't ready for that. That wasn't her lane. <laughs> and she got highly upset. And then a lot of times when you do that, that can actually break up girlfriends. Um, I've had girls stop talking to other girls because they know I want to fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
that happened to me on a couple of occasions. Um, what was I, I? I forgot what I was gonna say, but yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so yeah, that can be a shaky, a, sh a very, very shaky situation. Um, just pr proposing, proposing a threesome. Um, and then I've been, oh, that's that's what I remember. I've been in other situations where the girls, the girls may not break up, but they'll just say, no, 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 I don't share. You know what I'm saying? Some some girls are funny like that, you know? Um, so I think the best, the ideal situation for a guy and two girls is when the girls don't know each other or when the girls are already friends and they with it. And you know what I'm saying? And one of the girls don't know the guy. That's, that's always been the best scenario uh, for me with a guy and two girls. But um, but ladies, if you want two men, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, tell me how you want it. <laughs> I'd like to know. <laughs> that concludes our show. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. And if you appreciate the show, go ahead and show it in Cash App at Dollar Sign Prosperity ULLC. Join our new Patreon to receive free merchandise, books, and consultations from Prosperity ULLC. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Prosperity ULLC and continue to invest in the brand.